spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Welcome to a new spin on autism. Answers with host and international speaker and performer, Lynette Louise. Besides working on her doctorate in psychophysiology, Lynette has raised eight children, six adopted, and four of them falling somewhere on the autism spectrum. Laugh with her, cry with her, as she talks to both experts and parents and takes you through the often confusing, sometimes frustrating, sometimes overwhelming, but always fascinating world of autism. Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on Autism Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, otherwise known as the Brain Broad. And today is an exciting, marvelous, wonderful day because we're going to talk with somebody that I am so excited to have gotten to know. Um, And not like that, folks. Clean yourselves up. Get ready for a really good partnership and some great information because that's what's coming your way. But hang on. Don't forget to stay to the very end of the show because I'm going to do stories from the road. And I forgot to ask my guest if he'd be willing to give something away. So there's no promise on the okay, 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 great guest giveaway. But you never know what might happen. Okay, hang in there. Let me explain to you what's going on. So recently, I connected, or rather reconnected through a friend with a company that I'm very excited about. Now, if you guys have been following me for a long time, you've noticed the absence of commercials and the absence of sponsorship. That's because I'm super controlling about who I do that with, who I partner with, who I present to you. I really want to make sure that when I present someone to you, that they have a product that I I can, you know, say, I think this is good. Not just because, you know, they'll give me $13 a month to help me get <laughs> put a banner on my show. So here's the thing. I have found this company that I'm very excited about, and I'm beta testing it with my son, and I'm just really happy to introduce you to them. So here we go. Let's just do that. Patrick Britannia is the founder and CEO of GTX Corporation. It's the ticker symbol, which, okay, so hello, I don't even know what that means. I'm going to have to ask him. That's how we'll start. Uh, It's the company that created the patented GPS smart soles. You know, if you want to try to imagine it, you could think Dr. Scholes meets Lojack. Cute, huh? The smart soles are a comfortable orthotic insole and embedded with a miniaturized GPS tracking device. That would be the Lojack part. But they are comfortable. And they're used to track and monitor people with cognitive disorders who have a tendency to wander. And they don't have to get something new or something obvious. It's an insole. You stick it in the shoe they already like. Isn't that awesome? And by the way, I have some, and the battery keeps lasting and lasting and lasting. So we're going to come out of the gate and say hello to Patrick, and I'm going to ask him what he means by ticker symbol, and I'm going to find out how long the battery lasts. And that's how we'll start. So Patrick, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lynette. Pleasure to be here. Okay, well, it's a pleasure to have you. Now that, yeah, sat through my yada yada hyper, <laughs> it's kind of like the Energizer Bunny opening. Let's get into it. Um, so what does that mean, ticker symbol GTXO? What does that mean? Well, the, com- the company is publicly traded, so that's the ticker symbol you'd find on Yahoo Finance, GTXO. Ah, so see, you're going to teach us about, we're just a bunch of moms and teachers out there. I'm not sure we all know about that. So when you publicly find, when you become a public company, then you have to get something like that? Is that what that means? 
Well, that's how the companies are recognized on Wall Street. Yeah, every, every public company has what's called a ticker symbol, and it's usually three or four letters, and that represents, um, that represents the company on Wall Street. Ah, so if I wanted to actually trade stocks, I wouldn't just look up Walmart. There'd be an actual ticker symbol. That's cool. Correct. And Correct. Every company I, has. Uh, nothing. I was just going to say, you can tell I'm not one of those people that watches the news and watches the thing that goes across saying Dow Jones and all that stuff. I just don't pay attention. Okay. Well, for those in the audience that do, uh, the name of the company is GTX Corp, and the ticker symbol is GTXO. That's awesome. Okay. And then... I wanted to ask you a little bit about the battery because I'm already quite impressed. I mean, I, I was automatically charging them. You know, just I figured, well, every time we come in, I should charge it. And then I thought, well, wait a minute, that's probably not good because with my iPhone and my computer, you're not supposed to constantly turn it off and turn it on as far as you're charging. You know, you're supposed to let the battery completely empty and then fill it up. So I thought I'd let it empty. And it's been a few days now, and it's still sending me texts saying that my son left and when he came back. So how long can you count on this battery lasting? So typically, it's about two to three days, and it does vary, just like your cell phone or your laptop uh, varies based on usage. The smart souls are exactly the same way. And what's, uh, what's interesting about them is that they have a, a motion sensor inside, and so when they're not in use, think of it like your phone in sleep mode. When they're not in use, they go in sleep mode. So what does that mean when they're not in use? Well, when your son's not moving, when your son's asleep and the insoles are just sitting in his shoes, they're not being used, so they're in sleep mode, so the battery's being conserved. So if he's running around all day long, um, typical eight towers of use, you'll see probably two to three days. Um, if he's running around 12, 14, 15 hours a day, you'll probably see a little less. And, you know, if he's only wearing them three, four hours a day, you may see a little more. But two to three days is the on average. And you are correct. You do want to try to drain the battery as much as you can uh, before recharging. That'll, our, our product has a life cycle in the battery of 600 charges. So if you charge every other day, you know, you're talking about three, four years. Um, and certainly if you charge, you know, twice a day, then you're obviously going to go through that battery life cycle a little bit faster. So we do recommend that you try to not charge more than every other day. Okay, so I love that they are insoles. And I don't know if you know this, but because um, I met you through Lewis, who works for your company, oh, several years back, he had talked to me about your company and um, offered up a pair of shoes for one of the families I was working with. And so I, I was already kind of really digging the idea of the shoes, but not as much because I know so often the kids and adults, of course, we're talking mostly about adults here, but with um, autistic kids, often they're 13 and they're fitting into adult shoes. So it's kind of a combo. And they, they just have favorites. You know, they go, I don't want to wear those shoes that you got me that have the GPS system in it. So when did you come up with this brilliant idea of the insoles, and how do you make them so thin? Well, the insoles are always on our product roadmap. We just needed to get to that point where the electronics could be miniaturized enough so that they could fit in a pair of insoles. So the the first uh, generation of the product was a GPS shoe. Uh, we launched those back in 2010, and you are or 2011. I'm sorry, and you are correct. Um, there was some push back, specifically in the autistic community, because children do have 
their favorites. Uh, even though the appeal of the technology uh, was very strong for the parents' perspective, but we did hear from parents that they did have challenges with their children, perhaps not liking the style or the color of that shoe, or just plainly liking their existing pair of shoes. Um, so we knew that we had to evolve, and like all technologies, if you re recall your first microwave or your first fax machine or your first cell phone, you'll probably remember they were quite big in comparison to they are now. And so our GPS shoes over the years ultimately ended up becoming GPS insoles. And so we relaunched the product in uh, January of last year uh, under the GPS Smart Sole brand. And uh, it's just been a great success ever since. And, and for the, all the same reasons that people really love the shoe, because it's invisible, you're not stigmatizing the, uh, the person wearing them. But in addition to that, it's a much smaller product, lighter weight, can fit into any pair of shoes. Uh, and so it just makes the life for the parents that much simpler and easier. These also have inductive charging, so you can just take them out of the shoes, throw them on a pad. A couple of hours later, they're all charged up. So there, there's been a lot of technical advantages in addition to just uh, changing the form factor. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually really cool. And additionally, if they want to switch out their shoes, you can just take the sole and move it from one to another. Like, it's very cool. All right, so I, what I also like very much... And I want to know your backstory and how you got there and all that because it's a story show. But first, I, want, I can't get over this product, actually. So I also like – do I sound like a, like a commercial? I, I'm sorry, but I really do like it. And I like very much that you can – you're right, no stigma, that you're putting it – you know, you're able to move it from shoe to shoe. The kid can – or adult can pick their favorite. And I like very much that it's mainly targeted for adults because I have an adult son with autism that's who's trying out the insoles and it's going really well. And um, I've had to not give him the amount of freedom that I would like to give him just because I'm a little concerned that he'll get confused and lost because he often gets confused. Even if it's a neighborhood he's been in a long time, he can still one day, you know, traverse a certain range just fine to the store and back to the store and back and then all of a sudden he can't and so it's just really exciting to me to be able to let him wear what he wants to wear and have some kind of tracking device just in case but I also just like that it's for grown-ups because there isn't much for the grown-ups everything is aimed at the little kids as if they stop wandering when they're you know when they're bigger and that's just not true so how come you aimed it at adults? Well, the the product serves a dual audience. It's designed for seniors that have dementia or Alzheimer's, designed for uh, adults that have traumatic brain injury, and also for, we call them children, uh, you know, autistic children. And that's because even if you're, when your son becomes 40 years old, and he's a full-grown adult, he will still be your child. So that's why it's referenced as an autistic child. But nevertheless, um, the autistic child, regardless of whether they're 5, 15, 25, or 35 years old, has some of the same um, issues as a senior person at the age of 65, 75, or 85 that's suffering with uh, Alzheimer's or dementia. And the same issues with perhaps a 30-year-old that has come back from the 
military with traumatic brain injury or an athlete with traumatic brain injury. All those people have a tendency to wander and have a tendency to get confused. And some worse than others, certainly, but the common denominator here is that they're still all human beings and you should try to preserve their dignity as much as possible. And so that's why we really came up with this product because to your point, there's a lot of stuff out there for kids. Um, most of it doesn't really work. Most of it's very novel. Most of it is just to give a false sense of security to a helicopter mom. But there really isn't anything out there for adults with this problem. And there's 100 million people in the world today that have a cognitive memory disorder. So it's a very large audience. And it's, it's a hugely different situation when you have children. Not, not, I mean, we have to protect everybody. I'm, please, folks, don't think I'm saying the kids don't count. We're just discussing some, uh, sort of some missing elements in the world for adults. One of the things is when you're an adult and you have a problem cognitively, you're also received differently in the world. So if you see a little kid wandering and, you know, maybe stimming or acting unusual, you're going to call somebody. You know, if they look lost and aren't with anybody, you, can, you just pay attention. And then at some point you're going to go, okay, that doesn't look like it should look. I'm going to call the police and have them come and make sure this person has a parent. Or, or you'll go check or you'll go up and talk, but you'll do something. When it's an adult, it's a lot harder to feel like you're supposed to take an action and so they get to wander farther you know and they get you're you're, you're 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 so spot on you know if a five-year-old hopped on a bus by themselves right the bus driver would immediately say something's wrong right somebody but if a 25 year old hops on a bus or a 65 year old hops on a bus no one's going to pay any attention and so so the the chances of someone wandering further being lost. I mean, there was, there was a story last year. That, this was incredible. There was a man in his late 60s with dementia, um, lived in San Francisco, got on a bus, and somehow or other ended up at Penn Station or Grand Central Station in New York seven days later. He managed to get on a bus and get off that bus and then get on another bus and then get on that and off, get on and off a whole bunch of buses. And he ended up in New York and he was sitting, wandering around, looked very confused, disheveled, seven days of living on a bus. And a police officer in the train of, uh, station went up to him and started talking to him. And they realized this had been a person who had been missing out of San Francisco. So adults just don't get... You know, the the risk that uh, a child would. So, again, the the reason why having a a stealth tracking device for an adult has a tremendous amount of value. Right. Tremendous. And I think sometimes people don't uh, factor in those kinds of issues. Hang on one second, and I am just going to remind everybody, you are listening to a new spin on Autism Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, otherwise known as the Brain Broad. And today we are talking with Patrick Britagna of the, I hope I said his name right, you know me and my name thing. But anyways, he's he's the CEO of GTX Corporation, and he is of the smart soul, which I'm really, really delighted about. Um, So remember to stay to the very end of the show where I will do stories from the road. 
And actually, I think I'm not going to ask him to give anything away because I just remembered there's also a monthly charge, and I'd be asking a lot. So I'll give you something away. I'll be the okay, okay, great guest giveaway today. All right, so Patrick, I just saved you there. Um, let's uh, get into a little bit of how and why. Like, how, have you always done this kind of IT work, or what's your story? Well, this is really a combination of my past two lives, I, my past two professional lives. I spent close to 20 years in the apparel industry, and I spent about 15 years or so in the, uh, in the IT world and the software. I built two technology companies, software technology companies. And the last company uh, was specifically um, oriented around logistics, tracking and monitoring products that started at a factory and ended up at a retail store. So it was designed, it was basically supply chain management software. And um, after I sold that company, I was sitting around one day and on the news, there was a story about Elizabeth Smart, a little girl out of Utah that was, that was abducted. And I thought, hmm, shouldn't we just come up with something like a pair of shoes and a wearable of some sort and put a tracking device in them? And that was sort of the genesis. That was not sort of. That was the genesis of the company. And several years later, when we were ready to bring the product to market, we were approached by a professor at George Mason University, Professor Andrew Carl. And he told me about dementia and Alzheimer's and how to have a tendency to wander. And uh, it was at that point that we decided to shift our focus and say, okay, we really should launch this product geared for people with cognitive memory disorders, which at the time I had no idea that was such a growing population. Um, and, you know, it was the best thing we could have ever done because it really serves, serves a need out there. There's, like I mentioned earlier, there's 100 million people in the world today expected to reach 277 million by the year 2050. So when you think about that, you know, almost a quarter of a billion people are going to have some kind of a memory disorder on a global basis. Um, that, they're calling that a silver tsunami. I mean, the impact, the financial impact, the emotional impact um, to society is going to be intense. Um, police departments are going to be receiving 911 calls by the hundreds and thousands on a daily basis. Um, you know, caregivers, family members are, are just going to be inundated with, with this. When someone wanders, as I'm sure you well know, with an autistic, having raised an autistic child or several autistic children, um, you know that it's a, it, it doesn't go away. They just wander. Whether it's once a, once a month or twice a month, twice, whatever it is, it is, and it continues. And so multiply that on a massive goal scale, and you're talking about you know, problems on an epidemic proportion. So, you know, hence why we think that this product, we believe that this product, and we're so passionate about this product, that can not only, it not only offers you peace of mind, and by the way, you mentioned the monthly fees, they're $30 a month. So it's basically a dollar a day. So for $1 a day, you have peace of mind, you as the caregiver, and you also preserve the dignity of your loved one by giving them a little bit more freedom. And ultimately, perhaps you can save, you know, something horrible from happening. No, you know so, you'll save money, too. Actually, I, I just didn't want to sit you in the spot where I asked you to give away something that was a continual fee. But um, it, it's very affordable. And the other thing is that when you're not stressed as a parent, 
um, and when you feel comfortable, you make better decisions all around. And so in the end, actually doing something to make yourself comfortable so that your child is comfortable and you're comfortable makes it that you don't spend money in these invisible ways that you can't really point a finger at, but you really don't. It really makes your life better and more cost-effective. Just trust me on that, moms. Um, I think you'll end up saving. So thank you for pointing out that it's not that expensive. It's actually really very, very affordable. Um, I want to also address something you just said. It's very true that if you have um, cognitive dementia or if you have Alzheimer's, that once the deterioration begins and you start wandering or you're at risk of wandering, it's not going to stop. Not so true. If you have a wandering child that's autistic, they very well may stop. So um, they may hit adult ages and then stop. And interestingly enough, that's kind of a bigger problem because so here you have I'm going to use my children so I had two wanderers um, and I'll do story from the road I'll give you a good story on that one but um, I had two wanderers and they were just basically running straight lines away from wherever we were at so they didn't even have a sense of wandering so much as just I'm going to run in a straight line until something stops me and uh, they don't wander, either of them. Uh, one of them is independent and normal as far as off the spectrum goes, and the other one doesn't wander. But, but he could start at any time because he's aging, right? And so I don't know when the deterioration of aging. So he finally learned. He, does, he stays in his perimeter. I want to give him some freedom. But now there's this whole new problem, which is as he ages, when will he take it into his head to take off and lose track again in that way? And you actually can't see it coming with somebody as challenged as my son is. So it's a whole new worry. And I just love that your product lets him just stay safe either way. Yeah, I mean, again, um, you know, for seniors, it's 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 different, as you pointed out. And I understand. I'm, I'm never one to spend other people's money, but again, for a dollar a day to have that peace of mind, and that in the event something went wrong, you could just push a button on your cell phone and know exactly where they are and can go find them. Um, I, I I just see that peace of mind, you know, being invaluable. I, mm-hmm. I I don't know why you would not want to continue down that path. Um, especially knowing that child may have a tendency to revert back to those days of wandering. Right, and that is a part I'm afraid of autism in my experience is that sometimes they just regress back. So since you can't see it coming, it's nice to just be safe, and that's just the reality. So, um, wow, uh, how did you go? Uh, like, it fascinates me. Did you have somebody that wandered in your life, or it was really just this one story that got you going because I know how hard it is to bring a product to market so you were very inspired no. it was just that nope it was just uh, you know I'm a serial entrepreneur this is my seventh company so I have a I have an act I, for for looking ahead and having vision and seeing what's out there in the marketplace and you know the rule of thumb in business is always uh, find a pain and uh, identify a pain and create a solution for that pain and if you can commercialize that that solution, uh, bring it to market at an affordable price, get it to the masses, um, you'll usually, you know, chances are you'll be successful. So I just followed that basic formula. I did not have anybody in my 
immediate family. It's interesting uh, that you point that out because I'm asked that question all the time because we have an ethos here in our in the company of, of where we're really passion driven. We're, we're about commitment and passion, and it's our mission statement, and it really reflects in everything we do and all of our employees uh, and, and all of our advisors and, and everybody that works in the company, either directly or indirectly, is really committed. And I would say that maybe third, 20 to, 20 to 30 percent of them have a direct correlation. They have a, they have a, they have a mother or a mother-in-law that has uh, Alzheimer's or they, they have a neighbor who has a child that is autistic. So there's, there's, a, there's one degree of separation, but um, I would say a good percentage, uh, you know, 60, 70 percent of our, of our employees and people that work for the company don't, but yet they still have that same passion. And the reason is, um, is that you don't have to experience it firsthand to really understand the severity of the problem. You just need to you just need to see it or hear it one time. You just need to hear one story. And, and we hear hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories from uh, loved ones. I mean, repetitively, we hear these horror stories. So it doesn't take much to hear a, a horrific story um, and, and be committed to the solution, you know, which we believe uh, out there is one of the best solutions in the marketplace. Um, so, but, you know, to answer your question directly, no, it was... It was purely from a business perspective, but we're very passionate because we know we change people's lives uh, every day. That's really cool. I mean, I remember going to a few conferences, and we're going to have to wrap it up here, but I just want to throw my two cents in on that. I'm, I, I remember several years back going to a few conferences, and they had a lot of the different devices for tracking, but I was so repelled by them because they were like anklets and bracelets. And first of all, I could never get my son to wear that stuff. He would have hidden somewhere until he got it off. So there's that problem, but additionally, it just made a big statement, you know, and this doesn't, and I love that. Yeah, I mean you're you're spot on, and that's what we hear all the time. We hear it a lot from from both from children with parents who have Alzheimer's or dementia, and from parents who have children with autism. We hear the same thing. They don't want to stigmatize their loved one. They don't want to make them vulnerable and susceptible to being preyed upon. They don't want to, uh, you know. Uh, make them stand out like something's wrong with them. And there's a whole host of reasons. I mean, if your mom or dad has, has Alzheimer's and they're still functioning and they're, they're, you know, they're still doing their daily routine, but every once in a while they get a little disoriented, a little disheveled, uh, you don't want to put something around their anklet like, the, like they're uh, you know, on uh, parole. Yeah. You know, like they're a prisoner, and you don't want to wrap something around their neck so it just says to the whole world, hi, I have a problem. And, and uh, we've actually heard from, from people that said they, uh, they had something around their mom's neck, and the mom had been mugged like three times, you know, relatively in short periods of time right after they got her the, the pendant. And they, they, didn't, they didn't connect the dots until after a while. They're like... My mom's never been mugged ever, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, three times in a, in, you know, like what's new? And it was, hey, she's got this pendant on her. You know, right. Most it's like saying, hi, I can't take care of myself. Yeah. Go ahead and mug me. Right. Right. I'm not going to remember. So if you take my purse, you know, I'm just, or you can, you know, con me or whatever it is. So, um, you know, we also have heard, I, I've heard firsthand from a mother that said she walked into her kitchen one afternoon and saw her autistic child with a butcher knife in his hand trying to slice off uh, his wrist because she had put a 
tracking device, you know, an ID bracelet and some kind of an RFID chip around his uh, wrist in a form of a bracelet. And he was freaking out and he was actually cutting into the, his, the skin of his wrist. Um, and so he would have, he would have cut off, you know, he would, until he would have hit bone, he would have just kept sawing away if she hadn't walked into the kitchen. So again, you don't have to hear a lot of stories. You, you hear one or two like that and, you know, you just know, and, and then you hear conversely how that has all gone away through the smart souls. So, you know, we know we're doing something right. Yeah, no, it's very exciting. And then on the being targeted, so there's the one hand of if you're wearing something that says, hey, I'm feeble and you can attack me, that's a form of targeting. But then if, they're, if they are special, but just barely special, they may get in trouble and because they have the smart cells, you can find them. So either way, you're better off with the smart souls. I mean, I just, just love them. Okay, so that's enough for me on how much I love your product. <laughs> I, and I, I love your passion. When you think in terms of giving one last, you know, word to the world and also your contact info and how people can get your product and all that stuff, um, but a piece of advice, you know, something that's come your way as a result of running all these companies and also from being exposed to this world of Alzheimer's and dementia and autism, what do you want to share? Well, I, I think that this is, uh, I, uh, from a business perspective, this is very humbling to know that we're doing something very socially conscientious, uh, that we have a, a, we're taking a social and moral high ground uh, in terms of not just offering a product out there, um, but really a solution. I mean, this is really, it's, it's a game changer. It's a life saver. Uh, and so, so we, and we take that very seriously. You know, we want to make sure that we, we develop the best product and, and we do. Um, you know, we, we use the best electronic components and, and the best materials. And, and by the way, the, the insoles are waterproof as well. So, which is very important for autistic children could have a tendency to gravitate towards water. So that's something uh, else we've, uh, that we were able to incorporate in, into the design product. But, uh, you know, it, we, we get with a lot of uh, seriousness, and, and we want to constantly come out and deliver the best, of, the, best of, the best product out there. And we will continue on doing that and providing the best service and, and the best technology. And, you know, and hopefully we can at some point say that we've impacted hundreds and thousands of lives and, and saved, you know, even if we save one life, which I think we have already, but, you know, even one, it, it's just, it's so gratifying and rewarding. And so, you know, we're very humbled and everybody on the team is definitely, um, is motivated by that. Every time we get a, uh, somebody that calls us or sends us a letter saying that they really changed their lives, that this product changed life, um, it goes a long, long way. Uh, it goes much further than, oh, we had a good strong sales day or we sold a lot of units today or, you know, everybody loves sales and making money and all that in a company's environment. The high tech world is important. Knowing that we can change someone's life is even more important. Uh, you can get the product at gpssmartsoul.com, all one word gpssmartsoul.com and what else? I don't know. You tell me. It's been a pleasure speaking to you and thanks to your audience for listening. All right. And thank you for creating this. I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's going to make a difference for a lot of people and I appreciate you coming on the show so I could share it with them. Thanks for having me. Have a good day, Lynette. All right.
Wow. Okay. Can you tell I'm over the moon about this product? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try not to ooze about products, but this just really um, works for me because the Smart Soul not only makes all the points that we said earlier, but I really want to emphasize that there's an element of freedom that helps to keep a brain strong and keep you problem solving and keep you thinking and keep your neurons, uh, you know, the stem cells releasing and migrating and, and differentiating. And it just, the circle of life requires living. And that's why when people retire, they die. Right? So you want to encourage people to do things, to live, to, to go to the store, to go to the beach, to all these things. You, you want that for your child that grows up and, and is still on the spectrum or your, um, your adult parent that started to, you know, sort of lose some of their memories or some of their abilities. You want to keep them living so that they are healthier and they are with you longer. And to do that, a person must use the brain. They must be problem-solving. They must be living in freedom. And we live in a world that's dangerous. So we're sort of at a catch-22 there. And here's this product that enables your people to, you know, to stay in the world. And that's what makes you stay in the world a lot longer. But you have to do it safely. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm excited for a lot of reasons, and I'm going to give you that okay, okay, great guest giveaway right now first. Okay, 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 I'm the great guest giveaway. And today... I decided to give away my time. So uh, first person to send me an email at mom, number four, evermore, at juno, J-U-N-O, dot com, gets an hour free consult. And that's really good service. Trust me, people line up on that one. So I'll sit and I'll talk to you about, you know, freedom, how to help your child or adult do better in the world by, um, you know, reaching for higher and higher ground and raising the bar. All right, so that's what I'm offering as the great guest giveaway. Now let's talk about stories from the road. <clears throat> when I think in terms of wandering, I, uh, I've worked with a lot of people that wander, and I've also raised kids that wander. So I'm going to tell you from my own experience, and I'm going to do a bunch of little stories today. Instead of one big story, I'm going to do a bunch of little stories. So my kids are little. And um, at that point, Dar was, I think, let me think, that would have been 1987. Okay, so Dar was about six, and Rye was about two, two-ish? No, so it must have been three and seven. So three and seven. So um, Dar still had this thing where literally whatever direction he started walking in, that's the direction he would walk. It, he had a kind of motion, it's called motion blindness when you see motion weirdly, but in his case, I don't know what the term is, but he didn't see still things. So he had to stay in motion in order to see. And what would happen is he'd keep going in one direction. He may have also had a little bit of left hemispheric neglect because he had damage to the parietals. At any rate, he'd walk in a straight line. And if a building came up in the way, he'd just stand there. 
face. He wouldn't even turn. So he would get on a sidewalk and start going or get in a park and start going. And he would just go, 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 go. And if he was having fun and running, he would just run, 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 run. And he wouldn't stop. And it had nothing to do with getting away from people. It had nothing to do with anything but the joy of the moment of running and going in a straight line. So, um, so even there'd be a pool in the way and he'd just, He'd run, run, run. He'd drop into the pool, and he'd still be running on the bottom of the pool, and I'd have to jump in in my clothes again and pull him out. And so he was one tricky little guy. Um, and then Rye was more of an adventurous runner. He just was full of the glee of, of sort of finding out what the world had to offer, and he was always running. Um, he would run naked, he would get on a bike, and he would bike away. He, would, he was just always taking off. He probably caused me more heart attacks than any of my children for this very reason, and it really didn't end until he was, you know, 20. So it was a pretty constant thing. Even as he got older, then he was too adv- the, the adventure window just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, during those, their childhood, though, when they were like four and seven, I remember my family coming to eat, or coming to stay over, actually. We were all eating. We were all sitting around the table, and we were laughing and talking. And my family never visited me, so it was a really distracting thing to have them there, meaning my, like my, my extended family my parents and sisters and brothers and stuff. Like, I mean, it would, they just never came. So this was a big deal. And we were so focused in our conversation, I didn't notice that my two children, two, had gotten out of the house and been gone for a long time, I think, but I'm not sure. All I know is we sort of lost track of time, and then there was someone at the door with both my kids. And one of them's naked. And they're like, are these yours? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know. Now, I got lucky, you know. My kids all lived through their childhood. Um, I came up with lots of ways of teaching, and so they didn't stay runners. But it would have been really nice if I would have known they were gone before someone brought them home, because what if... Nobody brought them home. So we're back to that thing that we were talking about earlier, Patrick and I. They were little. One was naked. It was pretty obvious they were missing parents. So, you know, we probably drew a lot of attention since I adopted four special needs kids. Probably everyone knew about us. And it was pretty easy to figure out where to bring them back to. But if they were grown, like my son is now, if my son now decided to walk out the door and down the street, nobody would stop him. And nobody would bring him back. So you've got to realize that there's a very different world out there for the adult. There's a different series of problems, and we want to help fill that and fix that. So I'm really excited about the smart soul, but also about a couple of other things that we'll be working on um, together to try and fill that hole and keep keep our older people safe and loved and free and able to have a little bit more freedom without being in danger so that they can live longer and be alive while they're living. So it's it's a true issue. Um, and then just to add, because I've been talking about my family so much, late, so much lately, just to add one other child. So 
And again, this is a child. He is 14, but he has, you know, adult body, adult feet, adult everything. So at this point, he'd fit into the GPX smart soul world. And um, they live on the Beverly Hills Mountains. The, like, it's close to where, if you haven't been in, in California, this isn't going to matter to you. But if you're in the L.A. area, it's near the sort of the cold water Mulholland area where it's all hilly and mountainous and everything. And they have this beautiful view. And there is a fence that stops you from rolling down the hill and off the cliff. And it's a huge fence, but somehow he got on the other side of it, um, and it was really impossible for all of us to follow him. And he's a runner, and um, he wasn't a runner for a long time, so he's a great example here. He was a runner when I met him. I used to use my arms. We used to call them carefuler arms because I would put my arms out and say, you can't go out the window. I have to use my carefuler arms. (laughs) And then he would stop trying to escape. So he learned not to be a runner, but then he, you know, hit adolescence and it got this new surge of desire and his response to his adolescent hormones was, I am out of here. And nobody saw it coming and out he went and down that, I don't know how he didn't fall because if you saw the treacherousness of this mountain, you would be amazed. And the only reason that we got him and caught up to him was the fact that the mountain itself is so treacherous that it slowed him down so we could get down to the bottom. And I happened to see him because I happened to be visiting, not even working with him or anything. I was just stopping by to say hello. And so I know that if he had the smart soul, he'd have been wearing them. And the reason I know that is he never goes outside without his shoes on. Now, I know that's not always true. Lots of people are barefoot. And so then we have a new problem. But at least for the people that will always wear their shoes, if they have the right sole in there, since you don't have to charge it up constantly, um, it can just be in there. You know, you can charge it at night every once in a while. So, um, yeah, it's an important thing. And that's my story or stories from the road. My name's Lynette Louise. But you can call me the brain brat if you like. Thank you for listening because without you, I'd just be talking to myself. And you've been listening to a new spin on autism answers. Today's question, should we get the smart soul? Today's answer, I think so. I think so. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for joining the show today. Lynette is the author of the refreshingly honest and at times hilarious new book, Miracles Are Made, A Real-Life Guide to Autism. You can purchase this and other materials by looking on the webtalkradio.net website and clicking on the covers. You can also click through to our Facebook page and check out any show you may have missed by looking in the archives. We'll see you soon for another edition of A New Spin on Autism. Answers. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. I can't hear.